episode four of the Angling Life podcast, and our guest today requires no introduction, but he's going to get one. From rolling his own bait, to taking a few pictures, to representing Carp Team Wales. Today's guest is John the Flu Dog Fleurin. He has helped many a person take pictures, videos, he's a media divvy, and we welcome him to see what he has to say. Okay, good evening, Mr. John Fleurin. How are you, mate? Not too bad at all, not too bad at all, after a small but intricately detailed technical fault that we've spent about 20 minutes getting right, but I am good, mate. How are you? Did you borrow your son's headset, did I hear? I tried to borrow my son's headset, and then my my son's very, very protective of, of anything to do with anything that is his. And he's like, oh, it's, uh, it's uh, lost, Dad. I think it would better be not be lost. <laughs> and he went, and my, my missus is going, it's in his bag, it's in his bag. And I'm like, I can't take the boy's things. He clearly does not want me to have it. So we have hundreds of pounds worth of camera equipment wired up purely to record sound. But we're here, and we are good. So it's probably the most expensive yeah. podcast ever made. It, it sounds quite good, doesn't it, compared to some of the, uh, the the iPhone mics that we've had. Yeah, I think. Well, I think we yet to try the iPhone. The app because you, you can do this through the app, John. Uh, I should have told you that actually <laughs> to save using yourself. All right, now <laughs> now this comes up. This was never mentioned earlier. <laughs> but it, it is for iOS only, mate. So I think you've got Android. I did check that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm. Because I'm cool. I'm, I'm not down with the kids, evidently not. Down with the cool kids. Right, so let's get, let's get on to my first topic with you, John. And I want to, talk, I want to know about your fishing, mate, because uh, you know, we've, we've got quite a lot to cover, and it's all obviously fishing-related. Um, but I want to find out a bit about John John's fishing. So uh, you know, where have you been recently? I mean, what, what fishing do you do? Is it purely carp, or you know, do, do you do other stuff? And you know, tell us a bit about what you've been doing recently. Um, well, uh, in regards to what I have done in the past, uh, obviously where I live, South Wales, is predominantly sea fishing, really. Um, and that was sort of the first fishing I ever did. Uh, I worked in a tackle shop that sold sea fishing tackle and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, sea fishing was actually the first amount of any amount of fishing I did was sea fishing. Um, I'm relatively, I say relatively, sort of 15, 18 years carp angling, um, which being the ripe old age of 39 makes me reasonably new to it, I suppose. A lot of my friends that I fish with now have been, I was fishing when I was three years old. No, you weren't. That's a massive lie. You were probably stood by your, your father fishing or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> started fishing with my dad. Uh, carp fishing came, the old classic. I caught a, We were actually trout fishing, caught a carp, snapped me up, blah, blah, blah. I want to catch the biggest fish in the lake. You know, it's the same story that everyone tells. Um, but then progressing on, basically, my own fishing is, at the moment, very, very scarce, as you can imagine, with what we'll go on to about what I actually do. Uh, a lot of my fishing, I spend a lot of time by lakes watching other people fish and watching other people catch fish, um, which <laughs> I only had this conversation earlier, is an absolute heartbreak when you're an angler to watch other people, and especially if they're not that great, which uh, sometimes does happen. Um, but yeah, uh, currently my personal fishing, uh, I'm on the Carp Society's Farriers Lake uh, and that's where once the weather gets a little bit better because they do like it rather hot, shall we say, um, that's where I will be finding myself. But I've fished, fished all around the country and all around the world with some of the other things I've been doing um, with my job and, and with my personal angling. But personal angling, the last five, six years has been very sparse, shall we say, and 
Um, I will coin a phrase from one of my very good friends who said, John Fluin, you are one of the best known anglers that's caught nothing. Um, <laughs> because my, 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 my industry, not my industry in, if you like, has not been about catching fish. Um, and as I said, to, my reply to him was, I don't have to catch fish. That's not what the industry requires of me. Um, but I do like to try and occasionally catch them. Uh, and when I do get a bit of fish in, I do like to think that I do catch them. Do, do you know what, John? I can actually 100% relate to that. And I think I covered it with Tomo um, in, was it the last episode? I can't remember. The fact that I, um, I think in 2019, I spent over 100 nights on the bank. Didn't get my rods out on any of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I was there purely for the scoring. And it's frustrating. It is frustrating. And like you said, if you, you walk up to a swim and you see people uh, fishing, not saying that they're, they're bad fishermen or nope. you, you just think you know, everyone's got their own ways of doing stuff. And you think if I was in this swim, I would do it like that. But yeah, you yeah, you're not in the place to to, to make suggestions or or do it. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I've been quite I've quite freely given suggestions to a lot of people, <laughs> whether they listen or not. I'll quite happily say, don't think you should be doing that, mate. Actually, but, um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come in with a question that I haven't got prepped here, mate. So, have you ever been fishing or do it not fishing? Been um, behind the camera of a of a famous angler, let's say, and you've suggested I wouldn't do it like that, mate. Oh yeah, I'm not shy in coming forwards, me not backwards in coming forwards as the old saying goes. Yeah, I've maybe not said it as you know. It's all about suggesting. Um, as I say with a with a military background, as you all know, it's about not saying it so that it's your idea. It's making it so it's their idea. And yeah, sometimes, and I mean, some vet, I will not name names because they will probably be straight on the phone as soon as this comes out and i share it but yeah there's been, there, there's been times when i have said i don't know i think they're probably over on the right hand side of the swim and they've gone all right then we'll swap them and then all of a sudden it's it's the right decision that they made so but yeah i, I have seen i've seen some incredible calamities uh, and i've also seen some incredible flawless angling that and so i think my job has probably taught me more about angling because i get to hang out with you know some of the cremers of the creme you know yeah no I totally but, get. Um, and, and do you in, input that into your own fishing well of course yeah you know, hundred yeah hundred percent yeah, i mean as i say it's the, the thing with angling is every day is a school day and when you've got some of the best teachers that you've you know you've basically asked them the question what would you do in a situation for example and they've basically spilled their guts because they have to tell the camera and in turn i'm getting it firsthand um so yeah it's it's Every day is a tutorial for me, uh, and sometimes I feel like I need it more and more each week. Do you know, George? It's good to hear some somebody saying that, and obviously I I, I knew you would anyway. But um, I'm going to go into a bit of a story. I like my stories, John. You'll you'll, you'll realise that. <laughs> um, so when I started cart fishing, and it was quite a while ago, and it was with my dad, and I, and I think three. Sorry, say again. Was you three? And you're three years old. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, three I was, years old. And... No, let let me think. I was uh, I was two. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, you, you do the thing where you, you sit on a uh, on a I don't know, a matchbox, I guess, and you know you know what I mean by that yeah. uh, one, one with the legs and the pole things. Even though I've never seen a pole, um, and you start to learn how to build up a swim, uh, and you catch your ropes, your perch, you know your tension and stuff. Yeah. And then, but cart fishing at the time was um, it was kind of like a, a specimen thing. And I don't think you could buy a cheaper rod for, I think it was like 69 quid, I think was the cheapest cart rod out there then. Um, and, and that, you know, we're going back, what, 
20, 20 odd years, and it was that 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 was expensive. Um, but now you can go and buy a setup from somewhere like Argos or or someone like that for like a hundred pounds. And some some of these like, um, club club waters now you can join for fifty quid a year. So really, for one hundred and fifty quid, you could buy the outfit, get to a lake, throw your rods out, and believe you're fishing. And and I haven't got a problem with that as long as they they know the safety like the mats and yeah. you know how to net fish, but a lot of them then go on to they won't it's their way or the highway and they won't they won't take any kind of not criticism but I think the problem comes there when someone's done a method and they've caught like that and maybe it's not the best method and they've caught a fish and then they think there's no other that that's the yeah. the go to way yeah. That's... The thing is, is like, and it sounds really, it's been said, I, mean, I did my apprenticeship, you know, I learned to unhook a perch, I learned to, that's why when I say I was relatively late coming to carp fishing, because I was just doing so much course fishing, I enjoyed float fishing, I just genuinely enjoyed, I didn't need that yeah. bigger, that bigger fish buzz, you know, where, I, where we live in South Wales isn't exactly the thriving hub of carp fishing, I mean, it's got a lot better over the years, but the I thing still is, quite like a day on the on the float, me. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and and that's the thing that I think some the <laughs> I go sound terrible. The younger generation don't understand, <laughs> but it is it is the truth. You know, I, as a bailiff of day ticket waters that I've been, you see it. They rock up. Their knowledge base is very small, but their kit is ten times better than mine probably still is now. Um, which is great that fishing is uh, is more affordable and it's you know and getting people into it is is absolutely a core part of everything, but sometimes as you say, it's it's not done the right way from the start and then it, it only gets worse and worse and worse and amplifies in in quality backwards if you like it doesn't get any better, and as Tom said it's because sometimes you can catch them in the most spivious way possible and that becomes the way you catch them forever. Yeah, I mean, I suppose to close this little topic that we did, this hole we just got in here, the fact that if if we're still learning uh, and we've been yeah. doing it for for this amount of time, um, the the people that you know have just started, you know, that the, they should be rinsing everybody for as much information as possible. And, and let's face facts: there is more information now about everything from how to spool up your reels to to how to catch sixty pounders off a boat in the middle of the Cassian. There's more visual reference into that now than there ever has been and and it's just people just need to go and look at it really yeah yeah i totally agree um, so, so let's let's move on to your um tales angling media um do you, want, do you want to tell us a bit john about what what you actually do um yeah so i am a freelance stroke contracted content creator videographer um general media divvy um uh and it's completely by accident i stumbled into the job um i used to be one of these petulant bloggers with a 49.99 handy cam pointing at his face trying to give it all um billy big bollocks saying how great fishing is and i'm here and i've caught a 20 pounder and everything is amazing and check this out and go over here and here i am and uh, and that's how it all started and it was, I was actually given a very, very lucky break by a load of good friends um, who, I won't name them all, but um, they will know who helped me right at the start. And one of my first ever jobs was to do a little bit for um, ATT, 
um, on their new alarms uh, and got to meet the lads from there. And that's really how it all spiraled from a couple of free jobs. The first 12 months, everything I gave was free just to try and get the name out there. Um, and yeah, probably the first year of business cost me money because I would drive to the ends of earths to essentially give away my services to sort of learn my trade, if you like. Um, but yeah, that's me. I'm generally found behind a camera, even though I'm starting to creep around the front of it again now. Um, and yeah, I've been very blessed with some of the jobs I've done and some of the people I've worked with and, and hopefully long may, I've managed to blag a living, shall we say, for the last six <laughs> years from it and long may it blooming well continue. Oh, for, for sure, John. And um, like I said, it, it must have been, if you're saying that it, it was hard, especially for the first like kind of six months and, you know, a, a lot of, of companies, businesses, um, they, they always make, make a loss in, in, the, in the short term because you, you, yeah. you need to promote yourself, you need to get yourself out there. But you, um, what, what did you do before you, you did that? So did you do it part time to start off with? Um, I have, um, a lot it's a bit of a weird story. My mum every year writes a Christmas letter and every year in the Christmas letter, it was mum's still doing this, dad's still doing this. My brother's still doing this. John's got a new job. Um, I have had, I've done every single job under the sun. Um, generally, <laughs> generally sales based or blagging, blagging based, shall we say. Um, but yeah, I was actually, I was actually a chef, uh, whilst I was doing a few other little bits and pieces in the industry. Um, sort of working for companies doing a bit of sales and whatnot uh, in my spare time but I also ran quite a successful blogging website and that's really how it all sort of sort of built was I had more people writing for me then they moved on to videos then I started to do my own videos um, and that's how it all sort of built up if you like you know it was um, it was quite in the early days there wasn't many people doing freelance content creation it was yeah. you know you were either with a company or you were a blogger there was nothing there was no one trying to say well you can hire me for a day to do videos there it wasn't there was a few but certainly not like now where you know the marketplace has not become saturated but there's certainly more creators and very good ones at that popping up every single week it seems yeah, I, I'm just. I'm just going to go back now to uh, you just said that a, a blogging website because I, I remember yeah. John. So I think that's how we first met. Yeah, 100%. Um, yes, it and is. it was. Um, I'm trying to think. Catch and release. Ten points. Ca catch and release. Bullseye. Hit the mark. Yeah. Um, and then, how did we? What was the topic? Because I know we, we met at Yateley Sandhurst. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, you, you were fishing there. I'm not sure who it was. Um, I can't even... And. There was a reason why that we we started talking, and we we started talking online first, yeah. um, and then we planned to meet at Sanders. I wasn't fishing; I was just down the road, wasn't I? And I popped up yeah. to say hello. Um, I, can't, I can't even remember because I can remember that you drove past, you come to me in the car, and you went, "All right, John." I was like, because you know we were talking. God, we've got to be talking ten years ago. Yeah. It wasn't like you didn't have all these other things where you could see people's face. You spoke on the phone, or you messaged, and you referenced pictures that were on their Facebook or their social media. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember why we agreed to meet, what we agreed to meet for, but we very much did. And um, and yeah, as I said, it was... I, I didn't even know you were Welsh, mate. So when I said, all right, John, you went, all right, but... I was like, <laughs> is this oh. the guy? Well, this 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 is, and, and this is no doubt going to come up, this is one of the carpet industry's biggest secrets. I was actually born in Dartford in Kent, so I'm actually English. 
No. But, yeah, and and not a lot of people do know it. And if you go on my social media, you'll see a lot of people, you know, dart for Derek and all this stuff. They give it, they give it to me. The ones that know do give it to me. Um, so yeah, I am a I am a an Englishman in disguise. Oh, you the, shouldn't have told me that, John. Right. So mm-hmm. now, can you give me your in your best BBC English? Right. Can, can you just give, give me a phrase in B, B, you know in proper English? Drop the Welsh. That's horrendous. You can't say that Why? in proper English. How dare you? This is. Uh, I'd probably do it better in like Essex or something. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Riverside FM here live for Angling Live. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take that. What do you mean? This wasn't part of the script. I never knew I'd have to do like presenting. I could probably do Attenborough better. I didn't ask you to present. I asked you to talk. If, if that's how you would talk in English, mate, that's oh, yeah. absolutely fine. <laughs> over embellished, obviously, massively over embellished for Can no reason. Can you imagine reason. that? How are you doing, John? I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, that's, yeah. I didn't sing. This is horrendous. I didn't come on you to be bullied. <laughs> uh, okay, so did, did we cover the decision to go full time? I mean, that was no, it, it no, must have been the, hard. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and funny enough, I'm just we're just going through this with my my wife, who's a personal trainer, who's been working for gyms for 15 years. About her going her own way now, and uh, I've been I've always been quite strong-headed and and thought I, I am Mr. Risk. To me, to me, if you think it's if you think it's a risk worth taking, bloody take it because there's nothing worse than sitting. I can't imagine being eight years of age, sat there going, I can't believe I stuck around chefing for all those years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, probably a decision taken with no more consideration than if I don't try it now. My my thought process is, Mark, that you can always go back to something. You can always yeah. go back to square one. You can always reset. I was a I was a quite highly qualified chef. And I, I thought to myself... Yeah, in McDonald's. Um, <laughs> other burger chains are available. And I thought, Do you know what? If it, if it all goes tits up tomorrow, I can just go and get a job somewhere else. Uh, and sometimes, it's not always the best method, but sometimes in life, risks are worth taking. And if you don't take them, you'll never find out what was meant to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it is still hard, though, because you've still got to, oh, yeah. uh, you, you've got to, you've got to pay the bills. Yeah. yeah and I, and I, had, I had a young, I had two young kids, you know, and, and a wow. missus that had, yeah. So um, I gave myself, uh, I gave myself a year. I said, if, after 12 months, if I've not made what I could make in the kitchen, then I'll go back to the kitchen. And after 12 months, I hadn't made what I wanted, but I'd fallen in love with it. And the person who kept me doing it was the missus. Yeah. She said, there is no way you are going back in the bloody kitchen. You're actually quite good at what you do. You've just got to get that job. And yeah, a couple of months later, it all it all clicked in. And, and from then it's touch touch every bit of wood i can bloody well find around me it, it's it's always gone up every year has gone up yeah just so i get an idea john so obviously you haven't got to to say yes or no to this question but um you know so you, you say you didn't make what you what you really wanted in the first 12 months yeah. bear in mind you gave away the first six months basically for free so if you doubled the second six months where you want to figure that was was close or oh no I, I was i was a million miles off i was a million miles and i mean it's i it was only because of the fact that i'd i i felt i was close um and um i'll be honest with you mate it happened halfway through the the sort of third year i had a stumble um but it was only because I'd fallen in love with it. My missus could see how happy I was. And 
and it was just if you can just if we can just stick it another month and it just went if you can stick it another month another month and then on the third month it was a big contract came in and then and then quite literally it was snowballed and you know it's it's one of those that you know you never quite know what's around the corner no, and totally. and as covid i mean obviously it's it's hit quite a lot and uh, i can imagine for a period um you were probably not not doing the stuff oh yeah it's yeah covid um it's not a lot to a lot of people but over the first lockdown i lost over 10 grand on pre-book stuff that was all meant to come in that just never came to fruition because of because uh, of lockdown yeah. um but i was very very blessed a lot of companies that i was with at the time stood by me some of them sort of kept on paying me for want of a better word and, and yeah. others were like you you can do some stuff from home if you can do some stuff from home from us we'll pay you so i will be forever thankful for those companies that you know because a self-employed if you like and self-employed in the outdoor industry were some of the hardest hardest you know a, a load of people were obviously but i can only focus on what i know happened and i couldn't be outside doing what i do it what i had to do um but yeah a lot of people stood by me and, and a lot of a lot of work came in from from stuff that i could film at home if you like yeah, I mean that that must be um, just show that obviously that you know, the service you provide to them and yeah I, I, no I suppose that's wrong. It's not just the service you provide; they must like you as a guy as well. And you know, when you employ somebody in like, and this is my thoughts in in that the media industry, you're not just employing their service; you're you're employing them as a person as well. Um, you know, you want the guy to know what he's doing, but have a bit of character. And I can I can vouch for you, John. You've certainly got that, mate um in abundance um I, i'll be honest i think that's possibly and i say this to a lot of people i think that's possibly what's kept me in the industry i my biggest omission to myself is i am by far not the best videographer the best editor the you know i'm not there are some guys out there that i look up to every single day lewis porter rich stewart loads of these lads that i look up to every single day um and i've got no doubt they're great guys as well but i do believe that my ability to get on with 99.9% of everyone, make everyone feel relaxed, because at the end of the day, you're pointing a camera at anglers. They're not, not a lot of these people you go and film for are movie stars by any stretch of imagination, or they've not even seen the camera. You know, when you work for some of these smaller companies where their consultants, if you like, are just incredible anglers, they've never had a camera pointed at their face. And I think a character of, of your cameraman if you like and you're the person that's on the bank with you videoing you goes ahead of them otherwise there's nothing worse than they're they're nervous you're nervous because you don't know what you're doing i think you just got to get on with people and that's that's honestly where how i believe that i've managed to continue to to stay within this industry doing what i do because when they get employed they know that i'll turn up on time i'll get on with the job i'll do the job everyone will have a good time and they'll get their their final product at the end and that's that's yeah. all that that's all the, that's all the punter wants mate that's all the the contact the client that's all they want have you ever pointed a camera at somebody obviously ready to roll and you've gone right three two one go and they've just froze and they just looked yeah, at you i was gonna ask that yeah ever again have i had just do <laughs> stage play uh, I've had freezings. I've had people forget their name. I've had some people do over a hundred <laughs> takes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, because because of when you're freelance, you're you're open for everyone to employ you, shall we say? So you know, I worked for a lot of of smaller companies, and, and they want you to go and film Dave down the road who catches a load of twenty pound carp. 
Dave down the road has got no intention of ever speaking to a camera in his bloody life, but because because his sponsor said there's a cameraman coming up. Mate, I've had people, yeah. Hi, my name's. Oh crap! And they've just forgotten their name. Yeah, it or, happens. Or was it was it Dave? Hi, my name's Adam. Uh, no, it's not yeah, mate. Yeah. No. Oh, we mate, we've uh, one of one of our best one of the best ones when I when I worked for Avid Carp. Uh, one of the lads we was all right. I can't not say his name, Lee. He'll know where, he'll know when he listens to it. He'll go, yeah, okay. Uh, and we were talking about baiting, and he was like, I've used a load of hemp. And we were like, have you? Because none of us have got any hemp. He said, John, I've not used hemp for about two years. I don't even know where that's come from. Like, people just get things in their head, and that's it. And well, then it, it's, it's, it's called filling a gap, John. So, obviously, he knew he had to say something, couldn't think of the word, so threw in the hemp. first thing that came into his head. So, look, we're probably lucky it was hemp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not boobies or something. <laughs> I thought that would have been funnier. Yeah, um, it would have. It would have been much better. But yeah, mate, you you hear it all, you see it all. Um, but it's all great to have a laugh. But at the end of the day, a lot of the times you're on time constraints, so you've got to try and giggle, get them through that, and then get them back on track. Oh, well, time is money, especially in your industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially you know, silly things like winter filming. I've only got a very short period of time to do anything in. You start messing up at two o'clock in the afternoon, and we're still messing up at four o'clock. It's going to be dark in a minute. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. but yeah, oh yeah, you, you, I've heard it all, seen it all. Um, had to edit, cut round bits. I, I, you know, it's. But that's all part of the beauty of it. Is as I get to see that, and no one else does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I've actually seen it, John. But we will get onto that that story um in a bit i think you know the one that i'm going to bring up um so so let's go to um go, going back to the uh, decision to go full-time i know i keep uh, probably emphasizing yeah. on this uh, so so moving away from your experience but using you know your knowledge now what would you say to anyone that's thinking about doing it uh, but not really ha- haven't really made that jump yet um if if you believe in your this sounds so this sounds like it should be a quote but if you believe in do yourself, it in BBC English yeah, mate yeah if you believe in yourself then only your future is controlled by you um, no but yeah if if you think you're good at what you do have a go because especially if you're young like I wish you know I was God I was in my thirties before I started no twenty nine when I started doing this and I'm seeing lads now that are like 18, 17, 18 that are just as equally good at, at everything that I do, but then, you know, they've got grander plans. I get that, 100%, I get that. But if it's what you want to do, and whether that be social media management, whether that be um, video, whether that be whatever, um, it's absolutely, if that's what you really, really, really want to do, and you're willing to essentially reduce your amount of fishing time, then go for it, because... The old the old adage is work in the industry fish less is a hundred and ten billion percent true. Um, but if you believe you can do it, uh, there's a load a load of companies that are you know you see them every week now that are looking for people. Put yourself through it. Give yourself a go. Um, because I could never. May I would I would clean people's waders before I went back to got a real job again. <laughs> a real you, job. You, you love it yeah. that much. Oh, but you see a real job, Tommy, so you laugh. My mother-in-law, uh, <laughs> when I said what I was going to do, she was well, it's not a real job, is it? And my dad still says to me, people pay you money to go film them fishing. I was like, yeah, it's not a real job, is it? I went, not really, no. 
but it's better than being nurses that they both were that didn't really like their jobs. <laughs> so yeah. I, as long you know, as, as long as I can put food on the table, pay the pay the flipping mortgage, you know, and and live a happy life. That's all. That's all. Me and my family need doing what um, you enjoy doing. That's it, mate. As I said, the old adage of "you never work a day if you do something you love" is a hundred percent true. And I've, when I used to work in the kitchens or in sales, I woke up and go, "Oh Christ, can I be asked today?" I never, mate. I have to sometimes be in Essex five hours away at five o'clock in the morning for first light. I leave the house at twelve o'clock, and I don't think to myself, "Oh, why am I doing?" I never ever in the eight years I've been doing this, I've thought that once. Really? No. No, well, that's, because... That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, I, I'd feel the opposite to that every day. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've, I've learned to love to hate my job. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many people that do, Tom. Like, you know, it's... And, you know, I, I, I speak to a lot of lads that have got jobs and fishing is their only true escape from anything that they have in their life, which, which is lovely. But I get that escape like four or five days a week mm, i get it uh, before i go on to my um my last question in, in this kind of tales angler media subject um i just want to yeah so, so some of the let's say the professional anglers that you've met um yeah. would you say the majority of them um like their job and the reason i say that is because i i, I know quite quite a few and whereas a lot of anglers think it must be absolutely amazing to be like a professional angler or a sponsored angler or yeah. a consultant, you know. Um, but a lot of them tell me that the, the pay isn't that great. Um, they're forced to kind of, they've got to hit quotas for fish. They need to produce content. Um, so they're constantly under pressure, which takes the fun out of their fishing. I mean, could you know, could you kind of, do you think that's correct from what you've seen? Um, it depends. It <sighs> Don't get me wrong. I think a, a, a lot of the, not a lot of them, but a few of the ones that I work with, um, they just want to go. A lot of them think that when they got asked to be a consultant, go fishing, enjoy your life, and we're going to pay you thousands and thousands of pounds. I mean, no company in the entire history of mankind for any role would see a return of investment on just go fishing. Um, so yeah, it does affect their fishing. Um, but let's face facts. When you say you don't get paid well, you know I don't know a lot of them that aren't paid as much, if not more, than someone that has to work 40, 50 hours a week doing a job they don't bloody like. Yeah, so, 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 that was completely... Um, yeah. it, that was done without evidence, mate. I, I'm just yeah. saying... Like, some oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Some of the things... I'm, I'm sure a lot of them don't like having to be at certain places at certain times to do certain things. You know, like I, you know, I work with some people on other projects like you know uh Kimoe and russell and and sometimes yeah he he's sat with me filming knowing that his syndicate's kicking off but he he sucks it up and goes i'll be at the syndicate next week i'm yeah. getting paid to be here to do this i get paid to be at the syndicate next week as well so you know it's, it's a swings and roundabouts sort of thing and yeah it's, um, not, it's not a bad compromise mate is no it? it's yeah, not a bad but but as i say there's uh, I can't remember who said it years ago, but there was someone said that 1% of anglers earn money, 0.1% earn more than the average man. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not a handsomely paid job to go fishing. And I think certainly that paid angler um, is very much a dying breed. Yeah, I, I think the, the point I was trying to make there was the, yeah. um, the people that, 
you know, looking into the industry, you think, yeah. oh, it'll be lovely to do this, but it does actually take the fun out of the fishing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's work. It's work. It is, it is a job. You know, these guys have to produce. They are, you know, they'll tell you I'm not under pressure, but yeah, they are. Of course they are. No, no one's going to continue to pay you thousands of pounds a month to not catch any carp or not do any work. It is a job. These companies invest a lot of money and trust in these people to, to, you know, a lot of them have got to fill out spreadsheets. What did you do this week? What did you do that week? Because they've got to quantify their pay. So, yeah, it's don't get me wrong. It's a lot better than stacking shelves. I can guarantee it. It is. There's, we're not, we're not going to mess around. You do get to go fishing. But, yeah, it's still a job. You've still got to produce. You've still got to produce the goods. Yeah. So what, what would you say your proudest moment has been behind behind the camera? Um, well, it's quite an obvious one, and it's uh, one that you will be connected to. Um, filming, editing, and creating my first ever full-length TV episode uh, with Mr. Hughes for the Forces Carp Classic. Like, there is... When I, you know, 10 years ago, I was holding a 49.99 handy camera, pointing it at myself, never in a billion years did I think I'd be able to watch something I produced on TV. It was hard work there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, proper hard Like, <laughs> it's easy to see sometimes things are hard work. Yeah, do you think we're ready for hours. another... Are we ready for another Mark story, John, are we? Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. So, just for, just for the listeners here, so... Um... Yeah, so he was out with Rob Hughes and they were filming the Forces Cup Classic 2018, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, they, they were going around all day getting all the action from all the guys doing all the interviews and stuff. And it got to, um, I want to say nine o'clock, but it certainly wasn't because they no. were still doing the editing and the clubhouse then. Uh, I think it was about midnight, I think, when, when I finally left. And Mr. Rob Hughes come to me and he said, right, because I, I was doing the scoring. He said, if... Um, any of uh, fish over £45, I think he said to me. He said, make sure you give me a ring on the mobile and we'll come out and we'll you know, deploy and take full photos and footage. And bear in mind, um, John was out there to um, you know, do all the camera work. He pulled me to one side and in a joking manner, he said, he said, Mark, you wake me up at three o'clock in the morning and I'll break your legs. What was exactly <laughs> what you said, John? <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, am I going to get an apology, John? Or um... no, absolutely not. I stand by that. <laughs> Sounds more like an, uh, a warning. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's being helpful. He's just letting you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the intent to do it was fully there, Tomo, and, and I just thought if he needs to know that if that happens, his legs will be broken. I yes. think I, I think I was all above board. But I, th- I think I deployed a good tactic because I woke Rob up. Which, yeah. who, who then woke me up? Who woke me up? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it was, it was. And I don't remember which night it was, but we were, we were quite deep into it. And I think I can remember because every night, like an absolute carp tiger, I got my rods out. No matter if we left that editing room at two o'clock in the morning, I still flicked all three rods out on that, Frog that Lake. Frog Lake, yeah. And I can remember. I just got the third rod, put it down, lay down. And Rob's gone, night mate, and I've gone night mate, and genuinely, genuinely within. Did you tuck each other in? Yeah, give him a little kiss on the forehead. Um, <laughs> about forty-five seconds later, I went, uh, fish, blah blah blah, on pet, and I can just remember thinking, don't move, don't say anything. He doesn't know we're here. See if see if Rob wakes up. 
nothing <laughs> happened. I thought he'd fallen asleep. I went, oh, just, and I shouldn't say this is very unprofessional, but like <laughs> we've been working 20 odd hour days. I can just remember <laughs> Rob, fish, blah, 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 peg, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, just don't say anything. And he's gone, John, I think they're trying to get all of us. I've gone, yeah, I think, yeah, I heard it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just jumped in the motor and went, and, uh, you know, Great, 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 great week. The, the event is phenomenal. I know you've had um, both Russ and Tim on with you. It's a great event. I loved every minute of it, but I enjoyed it a year later when I went and fished it and didn't have to run around like a headless chicken. Yeah, I forgot you fished it. Yeah, that was uh, 2019, wasn't it? How yeah, yeah, yeah. did you get on? Second by three ounces on the lake. Um, yeah, which will which, hold Which lake life. was that, sorry? I, I... Um, Heron. Heron. Yeah, yeah. Some, some nice fish in there, mate, isn't it? Oh, mate, absolutely. You know, and you know, mate, it's not that is one of the only events or only times you go fishing where it's not about the fish, it's about the event itself. And you can blank and still have one of the best weeks out ever. Yeah, Do you remember, we mentioned when we, um, the auction where we spotted Rob Hughes' glasses into a tiller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, because I can remember because. I obviously, and, and this is now an exclusive, so if Rob does listen to this, I am sorry, Rob. I knew about it, but because I was so invol- ensconced in the whole situation of the filming, I thought, I can't let him know. So I had to play a, a very convincing, thick Welshman that didn't know what had happened uh, when the glasses were presented at, at the auction. So, yeah, I knew that they'd been stolen. I knew who had them. I knew what the plan was. But I pretended I knew nothing at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Right, so, yeah, Carp Team Wales. So you've actually represented your country, haven't you? Um, You you, you say you don't get out fishing much, but um, not many people can say that they've actually... uh, uh, up the rods for the country is that uh, is that up, the right phrase? Up to the rods. This is a great new term. Where's that come from? <laughs> Have you heard no that idea, before, Tomo? Up you, to the rods for your country. Do you know what we mentioned previously about saying the first thing that comes into your head? <laughs> yeah, that was your hemp moment. I, I think. Well, yeah, at least it wasn't the hemp. Yeah, hemp <laughs> the rods. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, mate. No, it was. Yeah, I seem to fall into a lot of things by accident. Um, so I had never got designs to competitively fish i've done a few matches like local welsh matches with uh, my best mates ethan um and to be honest with you the moment i can't even remember how i actually got involved to be honest i think it started off i wanted to just help them out with some social media that's what happened they i was approached to help out with a bit of social media um try to up the image if you like because obviously carp team england with this huge, huge movement with Rob pushing it, and they were, you know, they all looked fancy, and and Wales was not that. Um, so that's how it started, and and yeah, it, I kind of I've done a bit of fishing, but I got got taken in really as a as a management role. So even though I have fished um, for for the country as you like uh, in internationals and whatnot, uh, I then quickly got sucked into trying to organize and and with the you know and under nick davis who is the the supreme if we like at the top um to sort of organize a team and, and tactically uh, as well as organization you know we went to south africa for the world fishing games two years back um to all be part of that really to to get the team to fish the best yeah 
Do, do, do you know? Are you still involved in it? Do you know where it is today? What, what's happening? Um, obviously, COVID put a kibosh. Last year's World Champs were were cancelled. This year's will probably, no doubt, be cancelled again. Um, I think we're hoping to try and string some some international matches, some Tri Nation stuff, and and the Home Nations matches towards the end of the year. But yeah. Nick phoned me only the other day and he's like, what's your thoughts on this year? And I was like, mate, my biggest problem is that I'm chasing my ass like a dog. Um, and I would love to help in any way, shape, or form that I can, but I can't, unless you've got dates for me that I can put into my calendar, I'm, I'm at, the, at the pity and woe of others. Um, but yeah, mate, as I said, the, the team are very much there. The, you know, it, it's very much grown uh, and it's been nice to, to actually see when when I first got involved, there was a lot of politic political issues, shall we call them, uh, and very much in the last eighteen months, two years, they've very much vanished. Nick does a great job. The sort of angling trust, angling coming behind, have got behind us, and and certainly I think once fishing, if we like, gets back on 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 track properly across the world, um, I'm sure that Wales will be there representing. Yeah. Well, wonderful. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the um, the, the politics of uh, of angling no, in that in, in that no, sense. It's... it's a very uh, uh, confusing and messy business. Um, but um, yeah, so, so your partner for for that was Ethan, wasn't it? Um... Um, no, <laughs> Ethan. Um, Ethan is my my pa- my partner in fishing. Shall we say? Yeah, he's one of the guys I do fish a lot with. But I don't actually when we fish internationally. Um, I don't actually fish with Ethan. I actually fish with Nick, the team manager, um, uh, and Ethan generally fishes with with someone else. Ethan is an incredibly competent angler guy. I've learned a lot from, and and yeah, yeah. It, but that was the reason for bringing that up, really. Yeah. So 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 with Ethan, how, how did you meet him? Was it is he was he an angler when you met him? Or yeah yeah yeah. Well, Ethan, the catch and release blog site, as we mentioned, was actually before I had it. Was actually owned by someone else, a guy called Warren, I believe, a long, 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 long time ago, before I took it over. Uh, and Ethan was actually um, one of their bloggers as a written a written blogger. Um, okay. And so he was actually involved with Catch and Release when it was Catch and Release under Warren. Um, and we were all going to go on a social. They invited me to start writing for them. So I actually started writing for Catch and Release before the, I actually bought it, if you like. Um, and we were having a social... And the guy said, oh, there's another guy from South Wales coming up. Uh, do you want to meet him and follow up? So I actually met Ethan. He messaged me and he said, I'll meet you at um, a service station on the M4, uh, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I drove up there. I pulled into this car park and I'm looking for like a big van or a big car. And there's this little, I say little, this big old ginger geezer in, I believe it was a Micra or something like that. We've literally couldn't see anything, just a pair of eyes and a bright ginger mop of hair poking out of this little car with gear absolutely gunnelled. Uh, for it there, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. 12-foot rods round in there, bivvies, bed chairs. That's what I'm like. Every time I go fishing, everything's just rammed in the car. <laughs> absolutely. I need a van. Can't think of any other vehicle which would be better than this micro for carrying yeah, that around. It was a micro. It was, something, it was something piddly, like a Clio or something like that. But, yeah, and, and we've been... We got on that trip... We absolutely got on like a house on fire and we are, you know, we are an official married couple. My kids call him Uncle Ethan and blah, blah, blah. And I've known I've known him since that day. And then obviously when I took over Catch and Release, um, he was um, he was one of the first guys that I you know, suckered back into coming to write for it. 
uh, when I started the bait company. He was the first guy that I ever joined on the bait with me, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, so Ethan has been... As, as you know, I've met absolutely a bundle of a bundle of people that I'm blessed to call not only friends, they're also family. Um, but Ethan certainly yeah. was my first my first fishing friend. Fishing friend. Fishing friend. Oh. But yeah, no, 100 percent Ethan. And I mean, we we bicker, we argue, we've rolled around in the mud, we've spat at each other, we've bitten each other's ears off, but we're always there for each other as well. And, and that's, that's, that's friends more than fishing. Do you know what I mean? 100%. That's when you know you haven't just got a fishing partner. You've got a yeah, friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to the, uh, the next bit, Tomo, have you got any questions? Um, so how many people is the on, on team Wales? Like, is it a big, big team? Is it? Yeah. Well, basically, so when there's different competitions through the year and they're always in pairs so it's always in multiples of two so when you do the world games is three sections of two so you've got six in a team then you have subs blah blah, blah. so yeah when we when i first joined there was seven people the core so you had six and a manager which is no good because obviously if someone's fishing like a tit you need to be able to pull them out and put someone else in we didn't have that you know england have yeah. got like a squad of 20 odd anglers a team they take of 10 15 we had six um but now as i say as as certainly our profile grew we had more and you know i I can't remember i think it was the first trials we did we had the six that were already in the team and maybe one or two extras and then the second we had you know we had 20 odd 20 odd lads come and and i'm certainly think once it all gets back more people will be hungry to do it because it's it's not for everyone compared to their angling um, a lot of people almost are anti-competitive angling, but it's just another element of, it's just another, you know, there's a lot of lads that play football in the park and then there's people who play in the Premier League. Um, it's just different elements yeah. of the same sport, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sounds uh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so let, let's move on now to the, um, uh, one of the final kind of uh, topics and we're going to talk about CR baits. And actually, I've just, you know, I completely forgot the reference to CR baits. So then go, you know, I'm going to go with this catch yeah. and release baits, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I knew that obviously when you first started, I, you know, first started all up, I knew all that, but uh, as time goes on, things drop off, don't they? Um, so yeah, talk, talk to us a bit about that, mate. And where did it, where did it come from? Cause if you're not um, as if you weren't busy enough, one day do you just wake up and go, Oh, actually, you know, um, I would, I want to start making this bait. It's a running theme. It was by accident. Um, it seems to be a theme of everything that I've seemed to have done. Everything becomes an accident. And, and you either think, ah, it's an accident. Don't worry about it. Or you go, oh, this is actually an accident. Let's run with it and see. So I was, uh, as I say, I was fishing for um, Catch and Release blogging page. Uh, and then I got approached by a company to fish for them. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And they were like, oh, we'll give you this much bait and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we're talking... Or 10 plus years ago um so i was like okay and what do you want you'll carry on writing for this catch and release and you know mentioning the bait and blah 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 blah. anyway so uh myself and ethan there we are we're fishing a local day ticket using this bait and doing very very well um and Bite, biting each other's ears off biting each other, spitting each other rolling in the mud but um but yeah but we were using this bait catching a few fair few fish and people started to say oh what are you on what are you doing and Gradually, more and more anglers on the venue started to use this bait. Um, so we noticed our captures dropping because I think just everyone was using it. Um, 
So I phoned up the roller and was like, is there any chance we can have the base mix, but with a different flavor? To which he replied, yeah, what do you want? So I gave him the flavor. We then had a secret batch, just me and Ethan were using this, and our catch rates went up and everyone else dropped a bit. And then me being a silly sod basically went, well, we can, we can just have this bait. And the guy went, well, yeah, you can just have this bait. So we had the bait um, and people say, oh, what are you using? Are we like, oh, we're using this. No, you're not. That's not the same bait. We're like, yeah, 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 it is. No, it's not. Oh, go on, give us a kilo. So I give a kilo. And I was then ordering more than what my free allowance was from the company. So he said, well, why don't you just start a bait company? And I went, what? He said, yeah, just sell the bait. And that's how it all started. Okay. <laughs> So, so are you one of these guys that if another angler used to walk up to your bivvy, you used to throw everyone under your bed chair as a no, nobody's seeing this? Secret, no, secret absolutely stuff. not. Couldn't care less. It's it, it, Let's face facts, mate. My, I am what, very... What's your, what's your admin like on the bank? Oh, horrendous. Everyone will tell you that. <laughs> I am, like, I start... I fish with, like, like so Ting Tong, Ian McMillan, the neatest angler in the entire world. Chemo's the same. Everything is, like in its compartmentalized box, everything's... To me, I need to be able, and I think it probably comes from match angling, I want to be able to grab everything. So everything like gets fanned out around me. And if I go for a week in France, I'll let it get to like Wednesday and I'll have an admin day. And then by Thursday morning, it's all a cluster bum again. But I know where everything is. It's like it's like my missus shouts to me now, what is this doing over here? What's that? I know where that is. If you move it, I now do not know where that is. Organized um, chaos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, but yeah, it's, um, I can't remember what Ting Tong referred to as once. Yeah, I think it was a cluster, a cluster naughty word. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I like to just have everything. I know where everything is in my bivvy, and that is all that should matter. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. It's, well, it's your bivvy. Um, it's your yeah, house. that's it. It's my house. It's my house. And I said, like, the last, <laughs> we were having this conversation on the bank this week. The last, like, COVID year, very quickly to dive, digress covid year because i was so busy as soon as we were allowed back out to work if you couldn't work from home the old if you can't work from that old rubbish i could get back out on the bank i became very good at camping because i'm filming someone i don't have to take my fishing rods i don't have to take unhooking mats next so i became quite good so i got on the cob thing i got onto compressed coffee and and all this rubbish on the bank now i'm back out fishing i'm now carrying all the cool camping kit and also my fishing kit. So now everything's like twice as messy. I've now got like a <laughs> cul culinary area where the cobs go in and uh, the arrow press coffees go in and also the fishing side. So it's only going to get exponentially worse, but I'm happy with that. I don't care. I pack it all away. Nothing gets left behind. It all goes back in the van. I get home. I'm happy. Yeah. So you have compressed coffee on the bank. That's, oh, that's, that's a bit snobbish. Um. Oh, it gets even worse. We actually have uh, a coffee man that actually comes and delivers coffee from a company in a have van. Have got one and... of those uh, aero presses? Yeah, you know it on Yeah, it. that's what I've got. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but when, but when when guests arrive, the, the little instant comes out. No, no, absolutely. How dare you? Uh, but I've become <laughs> very famous for what's commonly known as a rocket coffee, which is about, well, it's basically two espressos made a full cup with Baileys, which okay. is an absolute, yeah, I mean... You wouldn't it want, sounds you wouldn't amazing. Want, you wouldn't want 10 of them, but in winter, one or two of them a night absolutely fuels you for a night's fishing. Okay. 
But yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm just amazed at how we've spun it from C.R. Bates to John oh, yeah, Sloman's yeah, yeah. Rocket Coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's because it's a much more interesting topic. No, I can't well, find um, the website for that. I, I gave you an opportunity, John, to plug your bait yeah. company. And you're buy C.R. Bates is the best bait ever. Buy C.R. Bates. Use PB products. Um, what else can I say? Use Future Cut. You know, it's not like that, mate. We're not at it's all not. like that. It's not. Um, C.R. Bates is a. You've seen it. You've seen it grow. Um, C.R. The thing is with me, I'm a bit of a soppy bugger. So to me, CR Beats is like a family. Um, you know, everyone benefits, I believe, from from the company. Don't get me wrong, it makes me a few quid. But the part of owning a bait company um, that is better than any money is those phone calls at 2 o'clock in the morning. If someone's caught their PB, it sounds very romantic, but it is. Someone on the phone, they're nearly in tears. They can't catch their breath. They've caught a PB on the bait, and they just want to say thank you. To me, I would, if I could find a way to make money by giving away bait, I would do it to get those phone calls. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I can see that, mate. It's, it's, yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's a passion that will never die. And, and hopefully long, long may it continue. We've got a load going on with the company. You know, it started, uh, myself and Ethan, with one bag of boilies and one tub of terribly sized hook baits and now like 32 mil or something oh no 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 they were they were like i can't remember they were 16 mil but when you're using 12 mil boilies on the bottom and then 16 mil pop it just look it's not right is it but it's what we had to it's what we had to do to get it started um but yeah mate now it's you know we've got a couple hundred lads on the team we've got customers all over the country it's caught fish far and wide and i am incredibly proud because you know, I have got a business partner and we work super, super hard on it. Uh, yeah. And I I feel I touch every element of the company um, from products to doing the website to, to all the bits and bats. And yeah, you know, we've just come back from five days fishing on the bank to we bought a, bought a lake exclusive for all the lads that do our social media stuff. Um, as a thank you for all their hard work, we take them away for a week's fishing and da, 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 da. And, and to see these lads have a good time you know it's what fishing is about at the end of the day yes it's a business yes i've got to pay my bills from the industry but i know i know where i started and i know where these lads are starting themselves from so yeah it sounds romantic but i'm just proud i'm proud of what everything that i have done is been is how it's going if you like yeah, it's my turn to be sopping now, John. Uh, and yeah, that that, <laughs> just, that just sums up just the type of guy you are, mate. I mean, uh, yeah, you always, you know, although you need enough to to make a living, um, what you do give back into the in- industry, uh, whether it's receiving those phone phone calls on PBs or lake exclusives for the guys, uh, it, it goes a long way. And you know, get people yeah. working for you, you give something back. Um, so, who caught the first fish on your bait? Um. It probably was Ethan. In fact, it definitely was Ethan because I can remember it was 100% Ethan. I think Ethan probably caught the first three bloody fish on the bait, to be honest, um, which almost, almost made me think this is rubbish because I can't catch, so it must be terrible bait. But then I just realised that he was just a better angler than me. Did you um, take photos for him? Yeah, of course I did, upside down, backwards, with his head chopped off. But no, <laughs> <laughs> but no, mate, yeah, Ethan probably and, and definitely would have caught the first fish. Um, and to be honest... For a very, very long time, the only person that hadn't caught a PB on CR was me. When we had a core team of like as well eight or ten of us like mates, um, I was the only one that never caught a PB on the bait uh, for for a very, very long time. Uh, Is that because you, you were using sweet corn? 
Yeah, no, that's because that that's that's because I'm a noddy, um, the happiest noddy in all carp land. Yes. Um, but no, people people are just better than me, and, and we're fishing better waters. But but that's that is the thing with it, mate. As I say, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I, I, you when know I said stuff. yes, sir, when I said yes, sir, John, I wasn't agreeing that you're a noddy. No, I was, no, I was no, agreeing I, I, the oh, trust, of the conversation. Trust me, I heard exactly where you said yes, Mark. <laughs> cool. So. Okay, leading on, to, this is a good one actually. What what was what's been the funniest moment you've had fishing, or, or fishing, or behind the camera? You must have a couple of um, like bloopers or something that's really gone and tickled you. Like, so I suppose what I'm looking at is you've you've been looking for the viewfinder, you get the perfect shot, and all of a sudden, filming stopped for twenty minutes because you're on your back, legs in the air, like a turtle, laughing your head off. Um, oh mate, there's been like a billion different. I can always I was filming with Nick Speed uh, when I was at Shimano. And we're fishing a match fishing thing. So I've got a camera set up on him. And behind us is a lake with fish plopping out. Absolute blush, 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 blush. So I set this camera up thinking I'll leave that run whilst I film Nick Dawley's bits and bats. And then I can stitch those fish boshing into to another bit of filming. Anyway, so I filmed Nick. He's got all set up. He's got the rods out. And I just grabbed this camera, brought it back, sat down. And whilst Nick's getting all sorted and finishing off, getting ready before the, before the whistle blows, I thought I'd just check out these fish. So I've got the headphones in and looking through the thing and nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden, the guy to the left of where I'm filming has walked directly in front of camera, taken off his weed, off his whatever they, their salopettes <laughs> and had a piss, like literally <laughs> straight in view of the thing. Not only that, I can see ripples coming out the side of his bum from the lake where fish are obviously now started to crash directly behind where he's having a pee. That's amazing. Did it make the, did it make the feature film? No, because I just went, what the hell is going This is absolutely ridiculous. Like, and literally he moves back, sits back on his box and then nothing shows again. And so I got like a 20 minute clip of blank water, man having pee, ripples, blank water. That's amazing. Um, but That's yeah, amazing. mate, there's been, there's been loads of things, you know, where people have, Falling stuff. I, I can remember one of the first ever things ever, like I ever properly filmed was when I went for this trip where I said I met Ethan. And Ethan's bag fishing is perfect. Ties a bag like no one else I've ever seen. So anyway, I've got his camera and he's going through all the stages and da da da. It's about 15 minutes this little part. How he spills up his bag, takes out all the air, the rig, everything's like the bollocks. Um, and as he's finished, he gone, is that any good? I've looked into the camera and I haven't pressed record. Genuinely, like, hadn't pressed record. Oh, dear. Yeah. No. Was he, uh, did, did you tell him? Yeah, of course I did. We had to do oh. the whole bloody thing again. Oh. And and then, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's loads, of, loads and loads of things, you know, where at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. We're having a giggle and we're having a laugh, aren't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I say, there's, there's been far, probably far too many more to, you know, there's been plenty where I've I've cocked up when yeah. very quickly when I went I had the, when I had my drone for the first ever time I was out film, filming with um, Ian Russell and Jason Donaldson on Burry Hill I was all buzzed up I've got this drone I'm going to get some epic footage so we've gone out you could fish from punts so we've gone out in the punts they're like literally underarm flicking against these islands and I go let me just come around now and I'll film this drone shot blah 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 got the drone up filmed all the drone footage. Unbeknownst to me, first time I've ever used a drone, I've got all the sensors on and I'm trying to land this drone inside the punt. Now, obviously, the walls of the punt are higher than the base of the boat. 
because otherwise yep. it'd be a, otherwise it'd be a plank of wood. So as it's come into the boat, it's sensed that it's going to hit something, so it's just shot back up into the air. And then I've thought, oh, what's going? On? So anyway, this is about three times. I'm sweating. I'm getting more. And Ian and Jason are absolutely wetting themselves, laughing. The more and more, <laughs> you know, it's fifteen hundred quid flying around. I ain't yeah. got fifteen hundred quid if this goes tits up. And you, so couldn't, anyway, you couldn't get the thing on the deck. Couldn't get the, couldn't get the thing to land. Anyway, finally, I've just grabbed it, chucked it in the boat. I'm now sweating profusely. Lost my head with them, and those two are literally legs up in the air, <laughs> rolling rods of all over the gaff. They just it's just gone, and you know no one's ever let me forget that. Obviously, no, obviously not, mate. Obviously not. But I think <laughs> I think we can link that back to having character, and you know it's things like that that you know and how you deal with it, and it's the banter that goes around afterwards. And that's yeah. it, mate. I say I'm I am inexcusably my own class clown. I find myself absolutely bloody hilarious. But you're uh, making money off it. Yeah, and if you're willing to get involved in that, then then you get sucked into it. And I and I say referring back to what I say, I do genuinely believe people come away with it. And it sounds I don't you know what I'm like, I don't like to big myself up because I just get awkward, it's all horrible, it's weird. And anyone that can talk big about themselves is is a better man than I. I just genuinely think people, when they come out with me, have a good crack. And that's what it's about. Because it's just, let's face facts, it's just bloody fishing. It is just yeah. bloody fishing. Well, um, the good thing is, John, that we're now moving on to the final part of this uh, this podcast. And, uh, and I am going to big you up, okay? Um, in the style of uh, Davina McCall. And, um, <laughs> and you, I think you know what I'm going to say. Oh, 100 um, So for, for people that haven't seen it, on uh, I think it's just Facebook it's on, I think. Um, one of John's videos. Um I tell you what, shall I, John? I let you tell the story. Um, so the world is in lockdown. People are sad. People are glum. The world needs a div to stand up and take account. Um, no, so basic. I don't even know how. Yet again, another accident. Don't know how I came up with this idea. Actually, light. I do. Big up Harry Charrington did a little thing about how he was using buckets to do weights. Um, and and Jim talk. Oh, I remember I, that. Yeah, that that was a Fox video, wasn't it? He did that. Yeah, yeah. So he did yeah. a little Fox video about this. So I have in one of my um, I don't know how badly we can swear. I had a Facebook page called the Jim W thing that holds down a ship, um, uh, and that it was about my journey being a fat bloke in the gym. Some hilarious things I seen and some other bits and pieces. It was a terrible page, never took off. Um, but it was me just trying to be funny. So anyway, I had this idea to do a workout using carp fishing equipment, sort of taking what Harry had done and, and building it up. So yeah, you, you built a, your whole, whole gym, didn't you? Yeah, essentially. So as I say, my missus is a is a incredible personal trainer, gym manager, just on point. So I said to her, is there a way to do this? So I've come up with this idea of essentially a using your fishing equipment stuff that you have around your house to keep fit now i am 20 plus stone i am certainly not fit so it got entitled um carp da- uh, fat lads and carp dads uh fitness program so it was genuine genuine exercises that you could do using your fishing equipment so i filmed this thing uh in the back garden in the lovely sun that we had during lockdown edited it all together essentially completely taking a piss out of myself but i thought i've so i've edited it and i've done it and i've showed the missus and she's in stitches and i've had my one of my little attacks of conscience if you like and i thought if i put this out will people think oh look at this 
disruptive, trying to be a wannabe, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 ripping off someone's idea, da, 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 da. And I was like, I, I wasn't going to put it out. Now, I sent it to one of my pals, and I said, what do you think to this? And he's phoned me up on, on WhatsApp Messenger in absolute stitches. He went, you are an absolute clown. I went, what do you think to it, though? Does it seem desperate? He went, what are you on about? It's brilliant. So I put it up on Facebook, and, you, and you, you're just expecting, you know, a few of your pals to comment. Well, literally, and look, it's not got billions of views. It's not gone viral. But in the angling community for that very short while. Yeah, every man and his dog. Talk us through some of the exercises, mate. I, I can't remember. Um, so we had, <laughs> I was sat down on a, on a chair and we had screaming takes, I think it was called, or screaming, screaming sprints. So the alarm rod runs, rips off and you get up and you do some jogs on the spot and then you realise it's just a liner, so you sit back down. And then it happens again, so you get back up and you jog on the spot. And it was all done. I had, you know, I slowed myself down and all the noises you can imagine as a 20 stone bloke tries to jog on the spot for 10 seconds. Um, there was um, uh, lifting up buckets, pretending it's carp for photos. So it was like a squat with a bucket. There was bent deadlifts using your barrow fully loaded. There was, yeah, there was about, I can't remember, six or eight exercises. Yeah, but they're absolutely, uh, I actually tried but, some of them, mate. They're, they're... But they were genuine exercises. My missus had like signed them off as like, you're doing them actually right. So, you know, I think it had a backbone. But yeah, it just messages, shares, shares. Then it got shared onto thing. Then Tom at um, um, Carp Feed messaged me, can we do an article? Then it was in Anglin Times. It was in Carp, I think, or one of the other magazines. And yeah, as I said, mate, wow. I'm not trying to profess it did billions of views or millions of views even, but it did a fair few. I think tens viral of thousands. is the word. Yeah, and it was, and uh, as sad as it sounds, for all the things that I like to think I've done in this industry, all the great people I've worked with, all of the, the things that I've done, Shimano DVDs, PB Big Products, Avid stuff, all these great companies I worked for, I still get spotted and people go, you're that bloke that did that fitness video, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, it's like the most important thing it's, you've ever it's, done. It's quite literally, well, as I say, I, I, it, I never thought in my wildest dreams growing up, when you read it, I thought, Am I ever going to be in Angler's Mail, Angler's Times, blah, 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 blah. And it was for a blooming fitness video. Yeah. I'm, uh, so, I'm just looking through your Facebook now, John. Just I was just trying to find yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, I saw it I, quite I, recently. I think. Yeah, so yeah. Well, sure it, was, it, it was obviously it was the year's anniversary, wasn't it, of, of such horrendous... And now people that I've met in that year have now messaged me since going, I can't believe we didn't see... Or people saying, oh, my God, I didn't realise that was actually you. They'd watched it a year ago and now met me subsequently. Come across your uh, Zen Master Flu Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the that was the sequel. And yet again, another one where I did it, and then I was like, I sent it to the same pal. I was like, "What do you think?" He went, "Yes, mate." Um, I so like the didn't quite, Yeah, didn't quite didn't quite get the same didn't quite get the same response. But mate, as I say, it was just nice because people were dour, people were down, and people had something to look at. And I'm kind of guarantee there was a, a percentage of people thought, "What a dick." Why are you doing that? You absolute wannabe. But there was also a load, a load, a load of positivity that come from it. And and subsequently, there were a few people that tried their own versions of it um, that didn't quite take off because I think it was one of those things that it was it was a one-it wonder. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. I, I was blue dabba dee dabba da for a little bit. <laughs> I, I think you, you missed a trick there, mate. And I think you could have released that as a Christmas DVD. So I, I think the, the, the opposite, yeah. mate. 
Um, <laughs> there's I, I, there's I, always I, more in the tank. There's always more in the tank. <laughs> but I, I think, mate, just, uh, just to wrap that piece up, mate, and uh, let's say we've gone well over the hour now, um, I, I would say that that's just a... Um, it sums up, really... Um, and again, it's going to sound really soppy. What what you do for the industry? So obviously, you've got you've got the um, your own fishing, the media side of life, the baits. But a lot of it is is you feel like you're giving something back to the angling community, and that was a prime example of an idea that you had um, to to pick people up during during COVID, and yeah. w- whether it made one person happy or like I know, to say you, you know, billions of shares, you know, yeah. it, it didn't. I don't think that really mattered. Yeah, it was the fact that it was a bit of fun, and people Some, needed someone, that. Someone, someone, you know, we only talk about this, someone's got to put their head above the parapet. Sometimes, sometimes you'll get shot. Sometimes you'll get away with it. And you know, I, I'm very conscious of what I do do social media wise because it's my job. If I make a faux pas, people might not want to hire me to do my professional job. But yeah, mate, at the end of the day, as I said earlier, it's just bloody fishing. Uh, and I, I think it to, depends. It depends on your audience, John, as well. Yeah, of course it, it does. If you shared that on like the, uh, I'm going to say like the private eye kind of forum, yeah, um, they'll probably look at that and go, "Who's this clown?" But yeah. w- within the, I suppose the carp angling community, it's um, you know the, a lot of the guys are up for a laugh and a bit. Of yeah, fun. of course, mate. Hundred percent. I said at the end of the day, fishing is a massive community. It's a, it's a, it's um, a, a massive industry it's a massive everything to us so when someone does something like that and there's been some other great things that a lot of these much better known anglers than i have done that go viral within the industry it doesn't mean they get spotted in tesco's and people flounder to them but in our industry it's it's something to it's something to have a laugh with and at the end of the day it was a crap situation that we all found ourselves in um and if it gave as you said one person a smile i feel like i achieved what i set out to do with that video yeah totally uh tom have you got any final questions for john uh no that's brilliant that um yeah i learned quite a bit and it's just uh i think i'm gonna do your workout this evening because i've done nothing <laughs> like five minute blast <laughs> mate big in the game that is um just make sure that bag's fully loaded i don't want to hear no half loaded bags mate no no i, I, I think the title fits tomo I'm not, I'm not saying anything, <laughs> me. <laughs> anyway, John, uh, thanks very much for your time. Uh, no, appreciate thanks very much for inviting me on. I appreciate your time, mate. Um, yeah, so thank you. Have you got anything else you would like to add? Um, no, thank you very much for inviting me. Have a great, everything I said, 2021. Let's, let's hope that it continues getting better and better, mate, because... 2020 set for a lot of people and and i think there's there's very much a light at the end of this tunnel so keep on smiling and we'll get out the other side totally anyway thanks come on john thank, thank you. you very much cheers, mate. cheers.